0: Welcome back to Frank's Lakeview Inn by Wallace Gibbs, Episode 3. I want the two of you to get ready for bed, Daddy said as we entered the room. Virgil and I went to the bathroom, took off our swimsuits, hung them on the shower curtain rod, and got ready for bed. As you entered the hotel room on the left side, there were two double beds. When we arrived, Virgil and I had chosen the bed that was closest to the door. As Virgil and I climbed into bed, I noticed a tan metallic box that had a label on it that said, For your comfort, this bed is equipped with Magic Fingers massaging assembly. It quickly carries you into the land of tingling, relaxation, and rest. Try it. You'll feel great. Quarters only. 25 cents for 15 minutes. Please note, for full enjoyment, lie still for two to three minutes after massaging ceases. What is this, Daddy? I asked. This is a device that helps you to relax after a long day, Daddy said. You put a quarter in it and the bed will vibrate. Can we try it? I asked. Daddy got up and retrieved a quarter from the area on the chest of drawers where he placed his car keys, wallet, and loose change. Here's a quarter, Daddy said. I took the quarter and slipped it into the slot at the top of the device. Virgil and I lay on our backs as the bed began the massage routine. It must have worked pretty well because the next thing that I remember was Daddy waking me up the next morning. Hey, Daddy said, it's time to get up, get dressed, and let's go get some breakfast. Virgil and I quickly got up and got dressed for the day. Bring something to do, Daddy said. We're going directly to the car after breakfast, and then I will make my sales calls. Virgil and I followed Daddy to the same restaurant where we had eaten the night before. The candle sconces were gone, and the restaurant was brightly lit. Good morning. The hostess said as she greeted us. How many will there be this morning? There are three of us, Daddy responded. The hostess retrieved one adult menu and two children's menus and led us to a table. Your waitress will be right with you, the hostess said as the three of us sat down at the table. Very shortly, an older waitress with long hair came to the table. Where's Georgia? I asked. Oh, honey, she only works during the evenings. My name is Susan. Can I start you off with coffee or juice? I'll have a cup of coffee, Daddy said. Can I get a glass of grapefruit juice? I asked. I would like orange juice, please, Virgil stated. Do you know what you want for breakfast? Susan asked. I'll take the breakfast platter, and the boys will each have a short stack. Please make the bacon crispy for all three of us, and I would like my eggs over easy, Daddy said. Not a problem, Susan responded. Anything else? That should do it, Daddy said. Susan walked away and disappeared behind the same swinging doors that Georgia had used the night before. Daddy, I began I noticed that the sugar packets have pictures of antique cars on them. Do you mind if I look through them and take the ones that I like? I don't mind you looking through them. However, when you are finished looking, then put them back in the container. I don't want sugar packets in the car. The container held about 20 packets of sugar. I sorted the packets into like piles. The 1932 Model J Duesenbergs were in one pile next to the 1930 Packard Victoria, the 1931 Stutz Bearcat, and a variety of other car models that I was not familiar with. Okay, Susan said, here we go. Susan placed a small glass of grapefruit juice in front of me. I always liked the sour juices like cranberry and grapefruit. Virgil preferred the sweeter juices like orange juice or apple juice. I picked up my glass and started to drink the tart juice. Susan returned to the table and began to deliver deliver our plates of food. I quickly collected the packets of sugar and put them back into the sugar container as Susan set down a plate of pancakes in front of me. Next, she placed a syrup dispenser on the table next to Virgil. I reached over to grab it grab it and notice that the glass walls of the container were warm to the touch. At our house, we always got our syrup from the pantry and poured it directly onto our pancakes at room temperature. This was a new experience and something I discovered that I really liked. I removed the top pancake and put an ample amount of butter on it and then poured syrup on it. I replaced the top pancake and repeated the same procedure. Needless to say, I was full as a tick by the time that I ate both pancakes and the two pieces of bacon. After breakfast, Daddy, Virgil, and I headed to the car to begin the day. We drove for about 15 minutes and then Daddy pulled into the visitor's spot in the parking lot of a large manufacturing plant. I'm going to go inside for about an hour and a half, Daddy said. You boys behave while I'm gone. Daddy got out of the car and walked over to the opposite side where he opened the front passenger door and retrieved his briefcase. He shut the door and headed inside the building. Virgil and I played with our Hot Wheels and colored while Daddy was away. It was amazing how quickly the hour and a half passed by. Where are we going now? I asked. To another one of my clients, Daddy said. Daddy started the car, backed out of the parking spot, and drove about ten minutes. Again, Daddy parked the big Ford in the visitor's spot right in front of the main doorway. "'I have to go to the bathroom,' Virgil said. "'Me too,' I said. "'All right, come on in with me,' Daddy said. "'After you finish, come out to the car. I should be here for another hour and a half.' Virgil and I followed Daddy through the front door and were immediately greeted by a lady receptionist. Good morning, the lady said. Gary, Daddy began, these are my two sons. This is Wallace, my oldest, and Virgil, my youngest. It's nice to meet you, I said. Can they use your restroom, Daddy asked. You bet, Gary said. It's right down this hallway, on your right. Daddy turned to address me and Virgil. Go to the bathroom, and then head back to the car. Jean, Jerry said, I don't mind if they stay in here. They can keep me company. Are you sure? Daddy asked. I am positive, Jerry replied. You boys behave, Daddy said as he disappeared down the hallway. Virgil and I went to the restroom and returned to the waiting area. So, Jerry began, tell me your names again. My name is Wallace, I said. My name is Virgil, Virgil replied. Okay, Jerry said. I'll start with you, Wallace. How old are you? I'm 11 years old, I said. What grade are you in? Jerry asked. I just finished the 5th grade and will be going into the 6th grade in the fall, I answered. Where do you go to school? Jerry asked. Splendora Elementary School, I said. What's your favorite subject? Jerry continued questioning. Math and reading, I said. Can I ask you a question? Sure, Jerry said. I bet I know what you're going to ask. You do? I said, yep, I bet you're going to ask me why I have a boy's name, Jerry said. How did you know, I asked. That is what everyone asks me, Jerry said. My daddy wanted a boy so badly that when I was born, he gave me a boy's name, except for that it's spelled with a G instead of a J. My best friend's name is Jerry, I said. How about you, Jerry said, turning her attention to Virgil. What is your favorite subject? I like P.E. and recess, Virgil replied. Jerry laughed out loud. Suddenly the phone rang. You two make yourselves comfortable in those chairs over there, Jerry said as she pointed to the waiting room. I'm going to go get our stuff out of the car, I said. Jerry nodded as she picked up the receiver to greet the caller. I went to the car to retrieve mine and Virgil's things, being mindful to lock the doors, since we weren't going to be in the back seat as planned. Virgil and I sat in the waiting room waiting for Daddy. Virgil colored in his coloring book, and I began reading The Tower Treasure, the first book in the Hardy Boy series. After about an hour and a half, Daddy reemerged. See you later, Jerry, Daddy said. It was nice meeting you, I said as the three of us exited the building. It was right around 11.45 when we got back to the car. I'm getting hungry, Daddy stated. Why don't we go to this place that I know of where we can get a really good hamburger? I'm starving, I said. Let's go. Daddy pulled out of the parking lot and headed west along the feeder street alongside of I-35. We drove for about 10 minutes and then Daddy pulled into the parking lot of a small cafe. The three of us exited the car and went inside. The cafe reminded me of Miss Simon's cafe that she ran in Splendora. Each of us ordered a hamburger with french fries. Daddy allowed me and Virgil to get a soda as well. I got a knee-high grape and Virgil got a knee-high orange. It was a treat to be able to eat out since we rarely got to do this at home. It was especially awesome that daddy allowed us to get a soda as well. A rarity with a meal. We finished our food and repeated the same process as we did that morning. Virgil and I stayed in the car while daddy visited clients. Around four thirty. We headed back to the Holiday Inn. "'Do you think that we'll see Georgia tonight?' I asked. "'Not tonight,' Daddy replied. "'I wanted to take you to a special place tonight.' "'Where?' I asked. "'Frank's Lakeview Inn,' Daddy replied. "'It's a really nice restaurant in Belton, Texas. "'It's about 20 minutes from the motel.' Will we have time to go swimming? I asked. You can swim for about 30 minutes, then we will head out there, Daddy said as we pulled into the parking lot of the Holiday Inn. Can I have the key to the room? I asked. Daddy reached into his pocket and pulled out the big brass key. This concludes Episode 3 of Frank's Lake View Inn by Wallace Gibbs